all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. <laughs> That's not funny, but I enjoy your beautiful laugh, baby. Have you ever been caught in a corner or attacked, whether it's from a dog or a person, and you was caught in the court? I'm talking about physically now. And you didn't know what to do. Whether you was being robbed or stuck up with a pistol or a knife or just harassed or a dog was coming out there. You can't predict what your reaction is going to be. I'm not talking about that. But you ever been in that situation and you thought about how did you come out this situation without any harm? Did you ever hold on to it and just say, wow. You know, I need to write this down, how, how I got out of this situation. Joe, what are you talking about? I want to talk about an incident that happened to me. Scared me real bad. <laughs> but the outcome after my fear of over, overwhelming courage came over me in that incident. Let's talk about that. This is just something I want to talk about. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. W-O-B-O-C-R-T-W-1964. Yeah, I messed up, so I'm trying to play it off, y'all. I messed up. <laughs> That's what you're going to get on this show. You know, a lot of crazy stuff and a lot of information that I hope is going to help you all. This is Real Talk. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Come on, baby. Let's introduce this little subject. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. All right, all right. Thank you, my boo. Thank you, my boo. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my show, Body of Christ Real Talk. Hello. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for taking the time to download this show. I know you all could be doing other things, whatever like that, whatever time it is in your city, state, or nation. Welcome to this podcast. All right. I want to talk about something. That happened to me the other day. I'm not. I'm gonna try not to keep this long. But y'all know when I say I'm not gonna keep something long, what happens? It becomes long. <laughs> but I hope it comes informative when I, you know, when I get through. When I say that, you know. And uh, I mean well, but I don't do well. <laughs> Just put it that way, you know. I was coming home. I catch the bus. You know, that's my my transportation to work and back. You know, I catch the bus. I don't drive because, you know, I'm not even crazy about driving. Plus, my eyes are bad. 
I do know how to drive, you know, and I drive everywhere. But since my, the injury of my eye, not the injury, but the problems with my eyes, I can't see well out of my right eye because of my vision and everything like that. I don't trust my own driving. It wasn't recommended that I don't drive, but I don't trust my own driving. And I, I don't think about a car. Plus, it, you know, I don't need a car for what I do anyway. You know, and I wouldn't even think about driving here in Chicago. You know, all these crazy drivers out here don't need another half blind crazy one driving. <laughs> you know, so anyway, when I was when I got off the bus coming from my job, and it was at night, you know, and I live in Chicago, and I got off in a certain area. I'm not going to mention my address or nothing like that because it's not everybody's business. I don't know who's listening. And, um, and I, when I got off the bus, I was coming down, I was walking up the road or the street, you can say. I'm not going to even name the street. Well, I was walking up the street. And uh, like I usually do when I get off the bus, I either come from one end or I go to another one, you know. And I was walking up the street. And sometimes I walk and I hear dogs barking or whatever like that, you know, you know, but lately I haven't, but when I, I don't like going up that area anyway, because it looks kind of eerie. Well, anyway, I was going up that street and I heard a movement on the side of me. I had said, I seen a, a young lady, a black female, you know, in the back, you know, by her garage and there was a dog out there. I don't know what type of dog, but I heard him growling and snorting and barking. He, he sounded pretty big. I didn't know, but I just heard him boom. It caught me off guard. I jumped a little bit, but I heard him say, nope, stay there. Don't you go nowhere. I kind of walked and I was sitting, I was, but as I walked further, I was wondering why she was saying, don't go nowhere. Now I'm putting two, uh, two and two together. I'm wondering the reason why she's saying don't go nowhere must be some type of opening. He's not chained. Evidently, he's not chained. Because she wouldn't say don't go nowhere if he was chained, right? Don't go nowhere if he was chained. You know, correct? Well, I'm assuming there had to be some type of opening or something that that would be that he was able to get out of or escape through, you know. And I was correct. As I walked by, I looked back because I'm very observant. You know, we uh, a lot of my ethnic group, we are just very observant people because of the environment we brought up in. We're very observant. <laughs> you know, and I just happened to look and I seen that garage, that the, the door garage was wide open. And I said, whoa, why is that wide open like that? And I'm thinking maybe, maybe the dog was loose, but I didn't think nothing about it. I just kept walking. But all of a sudden, I heard some steps, and I heard some, <laughs> you know, when, like a, a lion or a bull coming. And, man, I turned around, and I seen that big, fat or built-looking pit bull, whatever dog it was, looking vicious. Looking like that dog, uh, remember the first hawk that came out when the hawk was fighting those dogs, those two giant hawk dogs, I call them? <laughs> Nothing like the pit bull, whatever type of dog that was. But this one was white and kind of had a spot on, like spot of the little rascals. You know, little rascals spanky and all them alfalfa or whatever. That's for the old schoolers. But anyway, the dog came rushing towards me, man. I didn't know what to do. He wasn't stopping. You know, some dogs will punk out and they stop. But this dog kept coming towards me. And I mean, it was nonstop. I didn't know what to do. 
I was, whoa, I probably even hollered. I said, whoa. And to think about it, all I had was my bag, my backpack. So I took my backpack off and I threw it in front of me. Why? Because, you know, it was just an impulse. I felt this dog going to try to go for my legs. Dogs go for legs. Some might jump up on top of me, but I was, I don't know what I was thinking. I felt he probably went for my legs. I had no, you know, no intuition or nothing like that. So I ain't saying all that, you know. But the, uh, I, had, I threw my bag right in front of me and he stopped. But he was like hesitant. And I was saying at the same time, man, y'all need to come. I didn't say man, but I said, come get your dog. Because that's all I see was a young lady back there. But she didn't even come out. I didn't even hear nothing. I didn't hear her. I didn't hear her say, stop spot or over nothing. I don't know the dog name. But in other words, I didn't hear her say, hear her say anything. And I'm sitting up there and I threw the bag in front of me. You know, I, 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 people had a camera and they'll tell them, y'all probably lost five pounds moving trying to get away from the dog. <laughs> and my facial expression, you know, I we are probably, somebody probably laugh, I don't know. But I threw the bag right in front of me, you know, and I was scared. I was terrified. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Uh, you know, you, you scared, you don't know what to do. In other words, that dog kept coming towards me and I'm like putting the bag in front of me in front of him, scared, but all of a sudden, man, and I'm not saying this is the Holy Spirit of God poured something, I'm not saying that, but by the grace of God, man, by me getting caught in that corner, my fear kind of went away, because I didn't have no other choice, I wasn't going to run, because there's most dogs want you to do that, so they can tackle you down. That, make, that gives them more courage and confidence. Unless they're a well-trained dog, some dogs ain't going to stop here. They're just going to jump on you. I'm glad that dog won't like that. But he came close. And uh, and uh, I was just thinking, okay, what, what what's going to happen when he grabs? We're just going to have to be fighting, man. You're going to see this fat guy fighting this fat dog, man. You know, the dog might have the advantage, but I ain't giving up like that, man. I might be screaming and hollering, wow, but, but I'm going to be fighting and swing. <laughs> You know, you know, all kind of words come out your mouth when you're scared, you know, man and women, you know. But anyway, I'm thinking ahead and I got that bag in front of, in front of me, everything going back and forth, man. And man, I'm making moves like I know karate. Man, I don't know no karate, man, but I know what to do. <laughs> in other words, I'm like, you know, uh, Isaac Hayes, then when they was on, I'm going to get you sucker. They moving around like they know Kung Fu. They looked at each other. Man, I don't know karate. He said, me neither. Well, let's just fake it. <laughs> I was almost like that. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, I had the bag in front of me. And the dog, man, a certain courage just came on me. And I just said, come on, bring it on. Come on, bring it on. When I seen he, hesit he hesitated, he checked me. It's almost like he was testing me to see how afraid I was, and I'm testing him. In other words, he see I didn't run. I stood my ground. I even went towards him a little bit just to test him. And he backed off. He backed off. You know, he kept backing up. In other words, I said, okay, he's afraid himself. CC that I'm not backing down, even though I was scared, I was out on what, but I had a certain courage came over me, you know, that I wasn't that much afraid anymore, but still nobody came out, nobody came out, the young lady, maybe, you know, she went in there and got her boyfriend or whoever that guy came out later on down the line, but anyway, the dog was trying to go around the car like I couldn't see him, man, you're too fat and too big, I'm looking right at you. You know, mutt. No, he wasn't a mutt. He was pretty vicious. And he went across the street. And I said, yeah, I see you. I said, bring it on. Bring it on. I mean, I wasn't saying that because I was being cocky. I mean, I, a certain courage. I just came to the point, man, we're going to we go throw it down. 
you know, I'm going to hit you with this bag. I couldn't have, all I got is a little uh, cheap umbrella in my bag. So I just, I just swing that bag so fast and everything like that. And you'd be amazed how much energy, even when you're overweight, that comes in your body when you're afraid. How much strength and courage come to you when you ain't got no other choice. How your adrenaline just raises and everything like that. We ain't got no other choice. So when that dog was trying to come around, I just kept that bag right on the side of him. And I was walking forwards at the same time. But he almost followed me all the way to where I was going, but I kept my eyes saying, yeah, come on, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on, he finally went around the other way, he rushed one more time, I said, come on, I thought he was going to come all the way, and I wouldn't have knew what I was going to do, I'm just being honest, but I was just prepared to just say, you know, we finna go at it, you know, I don't know who's going to come out on top, but I know if it's a pit bull, once he locked me, you know, uh, it's, it's lights out, but I wasn't going out like that, you know, and I'm just saying, come on, bring it on, bring it on. I was so upset at that dog and the people that didn't come out that I didn't care no more. I just said, man, forget that. Bring it on. I'm not running for you. Bring it on. And I don't know. If, I know the dog didn't know what I was talking about, but he knew I wasn't afraid anymore. Not that afraid anymore, anyway. And then he went back in his little back area and whatever and whatnot right there. Then after I got to the middle of my destination, my home, to where I was going, then I seen a young man coming out. He was holding another dog, maybe another whatever dog there was, in his hand. And he's saying, is that you? Is that you like you know me? He was screaming out, is that you? Is that you? I said, yeah, that's me. I knew what he was talking about. You know, he said, oh, I thought my dog came after you. I said, he did come after me. And we hollering because we far distance. He said, oh, did he bite you? I said, no, he didn't bite me. I had my bag. That's word for word what I just said. He said, oh, okay, you have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, a nice day like that. I didn't say that does. I just said, yeah, you too. I just kept walking. I'm just afraid. It, I'm just glad it didn't get no worse. Now, I had got advice, and I could have just called up uh police and told them to please check it out because it might be a loose dog around there whatever but i wanted to do that but i did not do that you know i, I you know I, it would have been okay for me to do that because they should have had a better lease and a better control if they know their dog is vicious most people know if your dog is vicious they know if your dog is vi you should know if your dog is vicious and will attack, or you know if your dogs are just a wimp and make a lot of noise, so you know your dogs are one of those little cuties that you can, that want to be real, but this dog was trained to attack. I can tell he was trained to attack, you know, that's my opinion. And I think he should have been, you know, better to care. But I believe she went in there and got him and everything, but you know, I'm walking, but I wasn't as afraid as anymore. I usually, my heartbeat building, build uh, you know, beating, you know, Irregular heartbeats and stuff like that because of the adrenaline and the fear. But it, it, it subsided very quickly because I was more angry than afraid. I was more, I wanted to go back because I found a big, large brick that I had. It was long. And I wanted to just clop him, slap him upside his head, you know. But I wasn't going to go pushing it with the dog. But that's how much courage I came. I was ready to go at him and fight, man. I was just ready to say, man, I'm finna bust him upside the head. He violated me. He scared the daylight out of me. And I was mad at the people, too, in other words. In other words, I cooled, cooled down. And I walked home. And I finally got to my house and my destination and stuff, stuff like that. Why is I'm talking about this? Just making conversation. Just telling you how my night was when I got off work. In other words, 
Have you ever been in a situation like that, whether it was a dog or whether somebody stuck you up or whether somebody harassed you or whatever, man or female? Because female harasses too. Believe it or not, they do. And what did you do? <clears throat> by the grace of God, I came out of that. And no doubt it was by the grace of God. I'm not saying Jesus came down and just said, Joseph, put your bag in front of you. No, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. Now, some people might make this as a Holy Ghost story. The Holy Spoke told my spirit that put the, no, it wasn't none of that. It was just instinct. It was just instinct I used and everything like that. But I can still say it's by the grace of God because nothing can happen to you unless God allows it or disallows it. Let me say that again. Nothing can happen to you unless God allows it or he can disallow it. Now, the nature of what things happen, and you hear stories that, you know, people seen angels, and I hear very story. I don't doubt what people say. I just question it. But anyway, you hear stories that, you know, the Holy Spirit was there. The Holy Spirit told a person to go this way or angels or whatever with a lot of Christians. And they got saved that way. Whatever else your buddy got saved, you hear stories like that, you know. But you you also hear the, the tragedy stories that, you know, Christians got attacked or got killed or got murdered and they didn't do nothing. So you have to, it's a slippery slope when you say God came and intervened. So in other words, why did he intervene with you, Joe? But he never intervened with the other person that got killed by that dog, whether they were saved or not. So that my point is, God allows everything to go on. God gave you and I also the ability, and that's good to pray, to protect ourselves, whether we have no type of mechanism or defense or anything. Maybe it's maybe my experience because if it would have been two other people that usually gets off their bus with me, a young man and a young lady that lives on the same block, ain't no telling what would have happened. I, if they would have ran, the dog probably wouldn't have after them. And usually, if experiencing what a dog, a vicious dog, when you run, they're coming after you. That gives them more courage and more confidence. It's just like Satan. When you start running for Satan, when you start fearing him, fearing his tactics, he comes after you. He attacks even more. But when you finally get caught in the corner and you stand up to him, he backs off. <clears throat> but standing up to him with the word of God, that's what I'm talking about. Because we don't have no power, no strength over Satan. Uh, contrary to what some ministers say, says. My point is, when you're in a situation like that and you came out of it, it's good to remind yourself, how did I come out of that? Now, it does not mean it's going to happen for everybody else. So you can't write a book about it, how to defend yourself against an attacking dog. No. <laughs> a lot of people want success for that. My point is, you take your little incident that happened to you, and which I'm going to do, and you think about it. How did you come out? What made that dog back up? I don't know. I, I, I don't know today. Would it would have been worse for somebody else? I don't know.
We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday boss is here military parents never miss a beat and neither does the johns hopkins u.s family health plan built for every warrior in your family with more than 40 years of service to military families tricare prime benefits plus exclusive extras learn more at warriorsathome.com it could have whatever I, I don't know that but i know what's me what i have done all i had was my black backpack thank god for that backpack thank him for his grace <clears throat> that giving me a discernment to put that backpack in front of me. See, now he didn't talk to me in an audible voice that Joe throw the bag in front of you and protect yourself. Woo, nothing like that. But I believe that discernment and the spirit of God gave me a certain discernment and an awareness to put that bag in front of me. That's what I believe. I don't have no proof of that, proof of that, but that's what I believe in that incident. See, I'm talking about me. Now, if you have another incident like that, you might have been successful as well, but some of you probably got attacked, and you think about it, how come you got attacked? Maybe the dog was more uh, vicious or maybe a certain way that made him feel that you were scared, and he knew that he could attack you. Have you ever had a situation like that or went through a situation like that, whether it was a dog, whether it was, uh, somebody stuck you up or was somebody jumped on you or robbed you or whatever? How did you survive? I'm talking about survivors now. I'm not trying to make nobody feel bad if they lost someone. I'm talking about how did you survive and what did you learn from that? Because I know I, I learned a lot from that. Years ago, when I was younger and I was out there in the world, game banging and stuff like that. Years ago, I had been attacked. I've been attacked several times. One little chihuahua kind of somewhat bit me when I was younger. Attacked me. A little chihuahua walking through my, my, my grandmother's them alley. Not their alley, but the alley where they live at. <laughs> the second event, I was a grown man, maybe in my young 20s or, uh, 20s or something like that. <clears throat> and I was walking with one of my best friends there. His name is Greg Maps. One of my buddies, I love him, I miss Gregory Maps. And I was walking with him. But I was happening to walk walking through an alley. I don't know where he went. I don't remember the whole story. But I remember a dog came after me and attacked me. He straight out attacked me. I was scared then. I didn't know what to do. And I was younger and I was more movable, more vibrant. But I remember when he came to me, I kicked. And I think I hit him in the throat area. I don't remember right off. I don't want to get exaggerated, but I kicked him and hit him sight in the throat area. And he kind of backed off of me by me kicking him and not running because I knew if I ran then, even then, that he would have had me. So I sat up there and I just fought him. I just kicked him. Big white shepherd looking dog. And he turned around. And when he turned around, he ran the other way. He was afraid because I kicked him. I probably hurt him. I don't know. But when he ran the other way, I seen him running. So they gave me a chance. Both of us running from each other. <laughs> That's a little bit I remember of him. But I told Greg. Gregory Mouse is known to fighting dogs. He loved fighting dogs. You know, my boy Gregory Mouse. They called him Baby Hulk. His nickname when he was banging back in the day. And um, 
They call him Baby Hulk. He was known as fighting dogs, you know. But I wasn't fighting dogs. I, you know, that wasn't my thing. But if it was him, he would have fought it. He would have loved to fight the dog. He don't run from dogs. He just straight out throw down with the dog. I seen him do that before. He would fight a dog. And he liked fighting dogs. <laughs> no matter how big or small. That was his thing. He get a kick of fighting dogs. That was Gregory Math. That was my boy, Baby Hulk. Well, anyway, I, I, it ain't like that the first time, but I never forget that, just like I know I never forget this. You know, both attacks, one of them I kicked, and the dog ran another way. This latest attack, and I'm 58 years old, I'm all fatter, and I don't move as well. You know, I just had the black bag, and I got to talking to the dog, telling him to come on, bring it, I'm waiting for you. You know, and he kind of looked at me with that look, said, man, you got the nerve to talk to me like that, man. Don't you know I got to, yeah, you think you do. And I'm thinking, man, you know, come on, bring it, bring it, bring it. And he left me alone, but he still was bluffing and breathing and blowing his breath and stuff like that. Well, anyway, when you in an incident or if you ever been in an incident like that, whether somebody robbed you, whether somebody jumped on you, I'm talking about the ones that survived it and came out unharmed, not the tragic ones that didn't survive. I'm not trying to put a, a damper on a dark cloud on nobody's story because it does not happen for everybody. But I'm just saying, if you, as a man, woman of God, or even just a, a person that's not saved, have you ever been in an incident like that? <clears throat> and what did you do? And how did you come out of that? Okay. This is what I want to say. Suddenlies happen in life. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me say that again. Suddenlies happen in life. Well, Joe, what do you mean by suddenly? We have no idea what's around a corner in life. We live our life day by day by faith, thinking we're going to make it home. Now, some of us, like myself, we know it could be obstacles and things can happen. <clears throat> I always think like that, not in a fearful way, but we know things are happening. We are not promised to make it home. I know that. But we still overwhelmingly believe that we're going to make it home, right? I believe the majority of us does, unless you just got a real paranoid type of living or life. But we really believe we're going to make it home. But we never, you know, let me speak for other people. <clears throat> we always, we should never forget that there are suddenlies out there. What I mean by suddenly, when things are, there are suddenlies good and there are suddenlies bad. What suddenlies, the good suddenlies when you might find a hundred dollars on the ground or something like that, or <clears throat> you know, somebody might offer you something or et cetera, whatever, those good suddenlies, but you have those bad ones when they just happen. You're walking and somebody just stick up. Well, I don't know if they even say that anymore, but, you know, I'm just using that scenario. But you wind up getting away, and they wind up only taking your wallet and not killing you, or they wind up not taking nothing from you for some reason or the other. But you got through it without any harm, any hurt. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, what's the deal with that? I don't know. But it happens day to day with Christians and non-Christians. In other words, we don't have a super shield on us that keep us protected. The God's grace is on the whole world. See, 
His grace. Because you can have people that's not saved have super incredible stories that they survive without any harm. No doubt about that, right? Certain phenomenons happened in their life and they survived. And they are not saved. So the same person say the same thing, but they don't look at it as the grace of God like we do. When you when I survive anything, it's by God's grace. It's always to be about God's grace. <clears throat> when I get through something, whether I was attacked or they beat me, you know, if I survive a beating, it's by the grace of God and I'm still alive to tell about it. If I'm alive. Now, Joe, people might say, Joe, is that God's grace for you to die and get killed? That doesn't not take away God's grace. But I know instantly I would be in the heavenly places if I not if I did not survive. I would be in a more beautiful, happier place if I not if I did not survive that dog attack or any other attack. I would be absent from the body, present with the Lord. Instantly, with, that's the good thing and the beautiful thing of being a believer compared to an unbeliever when you face tragedy under the grace of God. See, you you follow what I'm saying. I know where I would have been. I might have suffered physically, but if I wouldn't have suffered through any type of attack, I know instantly. I don't never want to go out there where, of course not. No one does. But I know instantly I will be presently with my heavenly father and Jesus spiritually. Because my body be still laying there. But spiritually, I will be there with Jesus. <clears throat> I know that. So, it's a lot of things that we we don't know that. We, we cannot explain why some people survive certain things or make it to certain things and some don't. That's still a very, very dark, dark gray area when it comes to life. You understand what I'm saying? But my point is, have you ever been in a situation like that and you survived unharmed, unhurt? Only thing that you done that bothered you is you were scared. But you survived it. And when you're scared, it seems like a dream. When attack comes, you, uh, a certain attack or, uh, suddenly happens, it seems like you're in a dream. You all kind of thoughts come to your mind. You start thinking about, sometimes, this is very uh, freaky. Sometimes you start thinking about, can folks, mom and dad, you know, how they're going to feel if you don't make it through this. And I, I don't know about you, but a lot of things, times that comes in your mind, what they go, what's going to happen, blah, 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 this, this, what if they find me like this, and blah, blah, or what if I have my last breath, what's going to happen? All kind of crazy things sometimes come in your mind besides that person attacking you because fear brings all kind of paranoia and para, paralyzing type of things within your body, <clears throat> okay? But you survived. By the grace of God, you survived. A lot of people survive today by the grace of God. I'm talking about the ones that survived. By the grace of God, you have another day to be saved. You have another day to get yourself together. But most people don't. Most people, I believe, still take life for granted. <clears throat> We live day by day, minute by minute. Some people say day by day, but I say minute by minute, second by second. Because suddenly this can happen with a heart attack. Suddenly this can happen with you getting hit by a car. You didn't see it coming. Suddenly this happened. 
Now, those are the bad subtleties, but you survived. You survived. And your mindset. Usually when people happen, you hear people that got shot or got hit. It's, it's amazing how a lot of times they want to get right with God. The majority of the people want to get right with God until they get better. And then it fades away. It fades away. But at that particular moment when they feel like they're losing their last breath and they might die, a lot of people want to get, uh, they want to confess and they want to get right with God. You know, you hear stories like that because of what? Those suddenlies. <clears throat> That's what I wanted to talk to you guys about. You know, I didn't plan this. I just got on here and I just started going. You know me, I'm a freestyler. This is something I did not plan, but it did happen. This is a true story. It happened to me last night. Today is Saturday. What's the day? The, the 24th? Saturday the 24th. This happened yesterday, Friday night. Uh, about a quarter to ten. Friday night. It could have been worse, but it was not worse. And by the grace of God, I made it through without a scratch. Now I'm just talking about that night. It could be another time that it could be worse, and I'm hoping, God, that it doesn't. But what would be my reaction? How would I feel? That night, last night, it brung anger. Not hate, but just anger. I was angry at that doll, and that doll felt like I guess they was doing what they supposed to do. So I don't blame the doll. A doll doing what he's supposed to do. They always feel that they're protecting their territory. They're trained their way to attack. Some of them are. And they're protected. When a dog that vicious is coming at you like that, a lot of times they are trained that way. Some of them got natural instincts, you know, but most of them are trained that way. Protect their territory. You know, so I'm not mad and I don't even hate the dog. I'm upset with the owners. Now, that's why I have an issue with I ain't got. I love dogs. I ain't got nothing against that dog. The dog do what the dog does. But I'm up, I was upset with the owners. They probably couldn't stop him, whatever, like that. She probably couldn't. I, I give her the benefit of the doubt because I don't know. But it still does not make me. It still doesn't neglect the way I felt about nobody saying nothing. I didn't even heard her. Come back, come back. I didn't hear her say nothing. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for Lee say something. That would have gave me some type of confidence that you know your dog was coming after me. But it was crickets. Nothing. Maybe she was shocked that he was coming after me. She didn't know what to do. I'm giving her the benefit. That's the way I do things. I give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to assume nothing. You know what I'm saying? But it did happen. And those things happen daily and nightly. Whether it's a dog, you know, whether somebody rob you, somebody shooting at you, somebody stabbing you, somebody harassing you. It happens. Some people survive and get through it. Some people don't. But that's life. Suddenlies can come either way. You're not promised. That's how it is under grace. You're not promised. God allows these things. He see it before it's going to happen. But does he stop it? No. But his grace is still sufficient. That's what we deal with here on this grace period. Okay. A lot of times, God is not going to supernaturally move on our benefits under the grace period. Okay? 
So suddenlies will happen. Suddenlies is something that happens that, you know, just out of nowhere. You walk in and somebody says, stick them up. Or you walk in and then a car almost hit you. It comes that close of hitting you. But you made it. Why did you make it? I don't have no proof that an angel was there. None of that. Now, I can't say it was. I can't say it wasn't. All I could just say, I made it. It was by the grace of God. But another person might have went through the same thing and they got hit or ran over and they didn't make it. My point is, suddenly it's going to happen in life. We're going to go through things in life, physically and spiritually. And that particular night, when that dog came out to me, I was afraid. I was exempt from just being, I'm a believer in a Christian. I know I'm going to get protected. All I got to do is call out God. He's going to send Michael down. Now, I'm joking now, but you know. But when you're afraid, sometimes the last thing in your mind is praying because fear blocks out everything. You're scared. You're scared. You will pray later, but you are scared at that time. That's just because we're in this human body, and that's a human reaction. Now, you might say, Jesus, oh God. People follow through calling Jesus. It's a natural thing. Oh God, or whatever like that. I didn't even say that. I just wow. I don't know what I was saying. People thought I was probably having churches speaking in tongues. <laughs> I could joke and laugh about this because I put a little humor with it. Because I was afraid, man. I, if I see myself on video, I, I'm so goofy, I probably would have laughed. That's how goofy I am. But in other words, by the grace of God, I made it through. And a lot of you all know what I'm talking about, okay? I just want to throw that out there. Don't take life shortly, okay? I mean, don't, don't, don't. Live your life like you're going to always be there. Because suddenly does happen. Things happen in life to the saved and the unsaved. But if you happen to not to survive a certain incident, the good news when you're saved, you know you're going to be with Christ. Whether it just happened or whatever, you're going to be instantly with Jesus. But when you're not saved... Unless you just say, Lord, help me and save me, blah, 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 like this, why it's happening, but the majority of people don't. <clears throat> You're going to suffer even more than that gunshot wound. You're going to suffer even more than that pit bull chewing your neck, or I know this is gross, or whatever. Or getting robbed or stabbed. It's too late then. You're not going to only suffer then, but you're going to suffer in a more darker place, which is hell. Remember, this show is real talk. This is reality talk. So, what way that can help you for being prepared for eternity is being saved because things happen in life and we don't know when or how. We know it can. As an unbeliever, I'm talking to unbelievers now, we know it can happen. We know one day it might happen. We don't know how, but we know we're going to die. We just don't know when and we don't know how. When that suddenly comes, 
whether it's suffering through an illness, whether a bullet hit you, you got shot, whether you got hit by a car, you know, you wasn't planning that. It just happened. But when you're not saved, that's it. You're gone to an even worse place. I know you don't want to hear this, but I need to talk about this. Because if I wasn't saved and that dog would attack me and maybe killed me and I wasn't saved, I would have went to a worse place as I lost every breath. But by me being saved by the grace of God, I would have been instantly with Jesus and wouldn't have no other problems again on this earth. That's the beautiful part of salvation, even through a tragic suddenly. Think about that. Way to be saved is believing what Jesus done on the cross is death, burial, and resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Unbeliever, the way to be saved is the time to be saved is now, this second. By believing Christ died for your sins. When? 2,000 years ago. So that part is taken care of. Now you just need to believe what he done on the cross. His death, burial, and resurrection for salvation. When you believe that, you are saved. And any type of afterlife, if something happens, you will be instantly with Christ forever. If you're not, you'll be instantly in hell. You make that choice. God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. Love you all. Peace out. Laugh out, baby. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions and yet there he is suffering with that cheap drugstore razor let's help him out henson shavings line of razors built with aerospace precision deliver a smooth shave your dad brother and even son can enjoy eventually with replacement blades just 10 cents each you'll buy it once and they'll use it for life how's that for the perfect gift celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase and no subscription headaches henson shaving.com slash holiday